Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Run to Christ, never stop growing in Him. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance as you consider that today, that, that lifestyle. The Namib Desert in Africa is stretching over 1,200 miles in the country of Namibia, north a little bit into Angola, south a little bit into South Africa, and it is one of the driest places, if not the driest place, on planet Earth. If an area of the desert were to get two inches of rain a year, that would be the wet part. Other parts of the desert average only half an inch of rain each year. And if a part of that particular desert were to get no rain at all for a year, it wouldn't be strange. It'd be sort of normal. The name Namib Desert comes from the native language, which means an area where there is nothing. And I think you can easily picture why. And yet, in this area known for nothing, the shepherd's tree not only survives, but thrives. It's a tree that's about 20, maybe 30 feet tall. Its leaves provide shade for animals when there is none other around. Its leaves provide sustenance for those same animals because of its ability to hold water in the leaves. And what is the secret sauce for the shepherd's tree? How can it survive, even thrive, when nothing else does? It's because it has a root system that stretches down over 200 feet deep. That's right, just picture that. A tree, maybe 20 feet tall, not really all that tall, with roots that go over 200 feet deep. The secret is not just good for the shepherd's tree surviving in the Namib desert. It's also good for the Christian surviving earthly life where there is sin and chaos all around. Where are you putting your roots? Where are you growing your roots? Is it in Christ alone and His promises, His truth, His love that doesn't stop? Or is it in something else? The Scriptures today will help us be clarified in the healthy approach. Never stop growing in Christ. Any other option will lead you astray. The Apostle Paul was writing to a group of Christians called the Colossians, who lived in the town of Colossae. And those folks were infiltrated by false teachers who were teaching poison. And the poison sounded good. That's what made it so poisonous. The false teachers were saying, Jesus, we're in favor of him. But a casual relationship with Jesus and his word is necessary. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yeah, that's fine, but that's like kindergarten Christianity. If you want a mature faith, 
with deep roots, you need to look someplace else. If you want a mature faith with deep roots, the solution, the secret sauce, where to put your roots is Jesus plus. Jesus plus your mind, what you decide is right. Jesus plus some rule like getting circumcised. Jesus plus you and your life's record. Jesus plus worshiping angels. Jesus plus finding secrets to mysteries. Jesus plus blank, fill in the blank with whatever, you're going to end up with the same poison. The Apostle Paul wanted to teach the Colossians and us the solution is not Jesus plus. It's Jesus alone. And before we go any further, maybe it will help you and your thought process to think through, is this poison Jesus plus message something just from 2,000 years ago in Colossae? Or is it alive and well here today in your heart? I don't think I have to spend too much time convincing you that it's alive and well today. And we're tempted and bombarded all the time by the Jesus plus poison. To think and say, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the one who forgives sins. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I know about that already. I need a mature faith and I've got to find something else, something better, something more extravagant, something with more pizzazz. And so we look to Jesus plus my ability to figure this out. Jesus plus having enough money. That'll make me okay. Jesus alone isn't enough. Jesus plus grabbing control. And so I get my way everywhere I go for the most part. That'll be okay. That, that'll be how I'm happy. Jesus plus top-notch health. Then I'll be okay if I can get that. Jesus plus lots of friends. Lots of attention. Jesus plus success in life. That's just a few options. Maybe another subtle poison would be Jesus plus i got to be my own Savior. And that leads maybe to lying to try to get out of trouble or covering something up or being crushed with guilt, but instead of running to Christ and clinging to Christ alone, we try to wiggle out of it somehow only to find more failure and frustration. Stop sinning with the Jesus plus roots. Listen to Christ alone and grow in Christ alone. That's where to put your roots for a healthy, mature, thriving faith. Never mind if it's desert and chaos everywhere else. Let's get into the Scriptures and, and we'll be encouraged in this direction. We're going to start today with verse 9, kind of right in the middle of the sermon verses and pick up verses seven, 6, 7, and 8 at the end. Verse 9, you could spend all day thinking about that and not exhaust what you could think about. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. In Jesus, the all-powerful God who flung the stars into place 
and keeps them there without crashing into things as He wants. In Christ, all the wisdom that created your body just so and knows every event from the past, every event in the present, every event in the future, and not only what happened, like a history book, but also every heart and the motivations. For only God can read the heart. All of that power, all of that wisdom, all of the holiness of God that despises every trace of sin, even yours and mine, all of the patient love of God that was willing to die on a cross for reckless sinners and never stopped looking out for those sinners no matter what they did and said. All of that, the fullness of the deity, lives in a body. That's Christ. True God. True man. And when we sink our roots into Him, In Christ, you have been brought to fullness. The fullness of the deity living in a body brings you to fullness in your faith. You don't need to go looking anywhere else. He is the head over every power and authority. In Him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through your faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. In Christ, you have been brought to fullness and that started when you were baptized because then you were connected. Your name connected to the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Your name buried with Christ into death where your sins were paid in full and resurrected with Him on Easter morning. You don't need to go anywhere else for peace, confidence, freedom, joy, something very special to look forward to called a home in heaven that never stops. Hmm, isn't that something? Let's keep going and learn more about sinking our roots deeper into Christ alone, not the Christ plus poison. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. The Bible clearly teaches the total depravity of mankind ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin long ago. And that means when each of us human being starts our life, we are born in sin. We are born as God's enemy, not His friend. We are apart from Him, not close to Him. And as the days go by, we only grow further in our distance from Him. We're dead in sin. We're helpless to change. And yet today, and in many other places across the globe, there are rooms full of churches, full of Christians, who are alive in Christ, who are closer to God and getting closer as they sink their roots into His truth, who love Him, don't have a stone-cold dead relationship with Him. What changed? What happened? When you were dead in your sins, God made you alive 
with Christ. Never underestimate the truth that your faith in Jesus is a gift. God did it. He turned on your heart. He brought it to life. He breathed life into your soul that believes His truth instead of saying, nah, there's so much better out there than God. Wow! It's God's work to give you faith. He made you alive in Christ. And the fact that you have faith in Jesus is no less of a miracle than the miracle that happened when God raised His Son Jesus from the dead on Easter morning. He was dead, then He's alive. Your soul was dead, and now it's alive. God did it. His power, His wisdom, His love made it happen. And we are here to say wow and thanks for the Christian faith that we have, a special gift like none other. He forgave us all our sins. Not just everybody else's, but ours. Not just some of them, but all. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. What is meant by the written code of our legal indebtedness the charge that stood against us and condemned us. That is, if there was such a thing that you could look at and read the life's record of your sin, not just the things you said that were sinful, not just the things you did that were sinful, the things you thought too. All the times you wanted more control and were feisty because you couldn't get it. All the times you reacted badly to someone who is treating you poorly. All the times you thought, if only I had more money, that would make things better. Or the opposite. Yeah, I got enough money and that's why things are great. Any thought like that, opposed to God, a half-hearted approach to God and His Word. Losing your tongue with temper. Losing your tongue in the sense that you prayed a prayer mindlessly, or failed to encourage someone, or didn't praise God perfectly. Disrespect for authority, holding a grudge, nursing a grudge, abusing your body, abusing someone else's body, coveting what isn't yours, gossiping, taunting, even just a little make fun of someone. You're playing favorites. The list goes on and on and on and on. That all stood opposed to us. God hates every speck. But He took it away. Jesus nailed it to the cross. When you see Jesus on the cross, you can think, wow, God loves me. Wow, all my sins are paid there. Jesus, one of the last things He said before He died. Do you remember? It is finished. It's not a Jesus plus solution. Jesus did it all by Himself. All that would condemn you before God is finished. It's over. 
And that's why we have peace in Christ. That's why we drill deeply into his love. That's why we just can't get enough of learning about how much he has forgiven us, how desperately he wants us in his arms, how thankful he is that today he has given us the faith so that we are in his arms, and how crazy about us he is to keep living for him instead of sniffing around with a poison like Jesus plus. One last verse before we go back to the top. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. One of the not as common things talked about in the Bible is this powerful truth that we say often when we say the the creed, he descended into hell. Jesus paid for our sins, suffered, died, was buried, And then he rose from the dead and he descended into hell. And when he descended into hell, it was not a time of suffering. It was a time of victory parade. Jesus went to hell headquarters, having paid for that written code that stood against us in full, and announced to the devil, to his face, and everyone else who's on his side, I won, you lost. Your accusations don't stick to the people that have faith in me any longer, not even for one second. And you can try to bring up what they've done wrong. You can try to hold out the sin that we know about. But I've paid for it in full. I nailed it to the cross. I rose from the dead. You're done, Satan. You're done. It's kind of like Jesus having a victory parade in hell announcing his victory to them is kind of like if the Astros last fall after winning the World Series would have had their victory parade in downtown Philadelphia with the Philadelphia players in chains because they couldn't do anything about it. And the fans all lined up with their Phillies hats and jerseys and pennants grumbling in frustration that they lost that the manager never should have put that guy in so that Jordan could hit his home run and on from there they just replaying all the details of their loss while the Astros would be replaying the details of their win that's Jesus going to hell descending there to announce his victory except far better the devil is the one in chains Jesus is the general with the victory parade happening He made a public spectacle of them. It's not a secret. He disarmed them. They have no power over the one in Christ. He triumphed over them by the cross. So now, we know that. We've heard it. And I'm guessing for the vast majority of you, if not all of you, this isn't the first time you've heard that. So what now? How do we go forward? Never stop growing in Christ. Be a shepherd's tree 200 feet down into the truth, not in another option that is poisonous, even if it doesn't sound like it at first. Verse 6, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him rooted and built up 
in Him, not Jesus plus. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. Not something different. Certainly not your own mind thinking that you have somehow the ability to be wiser than God in His Holy Word. Overflowing with thankfulness. What a fantastic way to move forward. Never stop growing in Christ. Deeper and deeper into His love for us that doesn't stop. Deeper and deeper into His peace that passes understanding while everyone else out there is chaos and withering dry without Jesus. Deeper and deeper into the eternal life He offers us for free. Loving that more and more and not so much setting our hearts attached to the the things of this world. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Jesus has taken the devil off in chains. And there's nothing he can do about it. Don't you also be bound up in chains by hollow philosophies like Jesus plus? That's what the apostle's telling us here. Don't be taken captive by that garbage, that poison. Keep growing in Christ all the days of your life. What an opportunity we have each and every day we wake up to keep sinking our roots deeper into Jesus and help others to do the same. Because Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And Jesus plus anything equals nothing. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.